breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to The Glitter Boys. Okay, so apropos of nothing, I did a thing. I went to the the last real. What? what remember our, our game store rant that I went on? Yeah, I went to the Mindtaker miniatures. I was so taken by them. It is, it is everything that I wanted in a store. It it was there was no cafe. They had one cooler there, you know, and then they had riffs on the shelf. There were BattleTech miniatures. There was all the Shadow Run, and I was just like. <gasps> There you are. There, there's the store I was looking for. And so I sold all my D&D. I sold it all to them. Every last <laughs> bit. I sold my first editions, all my second editions, all my advanced second editions, Ooh. my three, my three, five. I didn't have any four. <laughs> I sold them my fives. I have nothing left. I, I have purged my shelves to make room for more palladium. Oh, my God. That right? I I've I saw your previous collection of that stuff. Like yeah. I'm I'm really surprised you got rid of the three fives. Like I got I got a lot of money too. Like they yeah. gave me some really good money for it. Like, don't get me wrong, I have no love for three five, but I know that you did, and I am I am I actually did. that I, I I don't know, my heart fluttered just a little bit there. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly never gonna play it again. Like I was thinking about what we said during that, and I'm like I, I'm never going to do it. I, I am, I'm not buying, uh, Dritz ever again. I'm not buying the latest version of it. I, you know, I just, I just don't care. I, you have sold it to me enough times and I'm never going back. (laughs) So I, I, I actually, I just wanted to say out there on the record to you that I, 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 I put my money and more importantly, my books where my mouth was. And I have spurned it in favor of better games. Speaking of better games, let's talk about one now. Yes, let's 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 talk about one that I don't think you currently own it. I know I'd love. Oh, wait, did you buy a copy? Of course, I bought a copy. We only buy copies of <laughs> of games that we talk about here on the Glitter Boys podcast. As we invite, <laughs> no, I mean, no shame if you were not able to. I'm just saying this one. This one can be hard to get, and it took me a no. while to track down the ones that came before it. Today, we are talking about. Rifts Manhunter, the first and until a few years ago, only licensed Rifts product or book ever to be made before Savage Worlds happened. So, dear listener, we have to tell you that this is the second time we've recorded this. Uh, The the first time we, we had some problems. So we've been sitting on this going... Do we want to go back? Because it was good. It was We're good. Like, Do we want to go back? Yeah. We, we ultimately ended up, uh, it was a fantastic session. We had a fun time talking about it. The audio, something weird happened. Didn't meet my standards. My standards are pretty exacting. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not quite a perfectionist, but I'm a, it <laughs> can't be good enough inished. So <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be proud of my work and I just couldn't fix that sound. And it was all on my end. I apologize. But, 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 but you know what? Since then, I've learned so much more about this product that I'm ready to talk much more detailed about it. This was a storied product that 
apparently didn't have enough stories about it because I had never heard of it before a couple mm. years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Sourcebook Zero. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I'm not sure where that naming comes from because so this this didn't come out until '94, I think. Yeah, first printing in 1994, December. Phase World Wormwood. Those were already out by that point, but. Everybody, for some reason, in the community refers to this as Dimension Book Zero, which... Because it's a Dimension Book. Like, the rest of them have, you know, World Book One, Dimension Book Two, uh, Phase World, World Book Three. Like, th there's none of that. I think maybe the process was started first. Maybe they talked with Myrmidon way back in the day, and he keeps saying how, how small of a company it is. Yeah. Maybe it just took him a long time. Well, whatever the history of its creation is, uh, the any talk is they talk a bit about it at the beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. Let's at least dive into the history of the source material. So, Manhunter started in a 1987 role playing game by Ramon P. Moore, and it was made by a company called Kingslayer Productions. I tracked down the first edition. I also have the first edition GM screen. And I gotta mm -hmm. say, I enjoyed the mm, the setting information and yeah. noped the fuck out of the system. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we I, I talk about that a lot because I, I aspire to make my own. Yeah. That, and it's fucking hard. It, it, is, it is hard to make a good system that flows. Yeah. So the original Manhunter, a complete role-playing system, it says <laughs> on the cover, hmm, is a, it is a bounty hunting in the future role-playing game. Mm -hmm. This game could do Cowboy Bebop before Cowboy Bebop existed. Or Firefly, agreed. Yeah, it is, it's a wagon train to the stars, bounty hunting kind of game. It has a complete, uh, you know, system of planets here. It's got some cultures. It's got some history. Mm -hmm. The name Manhunter comes mainly from the fact that you are playing bounty hunters. But also. But also. We'll get to that. So, okay, <laughs> that's the first edition. Then there came a second edition. And uh, that was 1993 for Myrmidon Press. Mm -hmm. This second edition book is basically the same book but with a bit of expanded text, the font's a bit bigger, but most of it was directly copy-pasted from the first edition. Uh, this was also designed and written by Ramon P. Moore, so either he started a new company or he moved over to Myrmidon. Myrmidon made some comics in the 90s. If I remember correctly, they did Negative Burn, which was one that I was a big fan of. Uh, the... But it's again, it's the same system. They they only changed a tiny little bit. And I can't even begin to explain it because it requires a shitload of math and like multiple tiers of math. And you compare quality levels to other quality levels and then you do derived stats. It's yeah. not a system that I would ever run ever. <laughs> yeah. That said, the, the lore, the setting, the stories, mm -hmm. all very first rate. Yeah. The fact that the game includes a bunch of 
bounty cards, like wanted posters mm-hmm. with lists of crimes and stats of these people should you hunt them down. And my favorite one, my favorite one from this book is a fellow named Lucian Cabot, who <laughs> essentially somebody copied and pasted the D.B. Cooper drawing into this. And, yeah. and that is this guy. He's he's great. But anyway, it's a, you know, space bounty hunting game. There was a source book for it that expanded on the bounty hunting universe. Uh, the the organization that they called the Bloodhood, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that that was that. A year later, came Rift's Manhunter, and for the first time in the Manhunter universe, we actually get the other Manhunters that form the name of the product. So there are these robots. And they uh, hunt and kill men. Human. Yeah. yeah they and kill humans primarily. They are, what do you so call it? So there's aliens, right? Yep. And they, they find the humans or the humans find the aliens. And they're like, oh, hello. And the humans are like, ah! And, and people die. And the aliens go, oh, fuck, we're an advanced species. What are these savage barbarians doing? We're going to create something to take care of this for us because we are advanced beings and we don't deal with this kind of wet work. Mm-hmm. And that goes about as well as you can expect. If you've ever read the Mechanoids or listened to our discussion <laughs> on the Mechanoids, you know how that's going to go. Or read any fiction yep. ever. If yeah. you know, if you understand the concepts of self-replicating machines, or mm. shall we just call it gray goop, don't. Don't ever do that. <laughs> bad. Bad yeah, idea. It, 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 it bad. <laughs> um, yeah, don't, don't Von Neumann yourself. Like, never Von Neumann yourself. Yeah. That, that should be our next t-shirt. Never Von Neumann yourself. Mm-hmm. We've got so many t-shirts that we need to make sometime. I know. Yep. So, yeah. So they make the Manhunters and the Manhunters are good at killing humans. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that uh, they're, they're a little too good at just the, the killing. And what eventually happens is that we make peace with the aliens and we're all working against the Manhunters. Yeah. So this book opens... From the cover art through the first, like, what, 100 page? No, uh, not 100 pages. No, but um, a lot. The first 50 page, 30 page. Where the- Lauren, such good art. Oh. Uh, the first 24, well, okay, the first 25 pages or so mm-hmm. of it are dedicated to the Manhunters, yeah. which until this point in time of the Manhunter series of role-playing games only existed as like a three or four paragraph footnote in the previous books. They were not touched upon. They were not given stats. They were not given details. So I believe that everything that exists about these awesome fucking robots came out as a result of this collaboration project. And I am so glad it did. These are wonderful robots. I just want to take a brief moment and talk about the amazing art of Randy Post. Oh, yes. Just like the the ha-ha-ha picture as the robot has its fingers <laughs> through the person's skull puppeting a dead human. There is some... I, 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 I will say this. There is some grimdark in this. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like very, very, very Warhammer-y, very awful future-y. Like there, there's some really good stuff in here. So Randy Post who is uh, sometimes known as RK Post. He had, I think he did the entirety of TSR's Alternity line. He did a lot of early Shadowrun art. 
And here he is. Oh, I think he did a lot of art in uh, uh, Nightbane. I'm pretty yeah. sure he was involved heavily in the Nightbane internal art. But here he is also heavily involved with the internal art. And it is gorgeous. And gory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this book is an interesting... Oh, man. Okay. I, I just want to gl glow for a moment here. Having looked through the previous two Manhunter books... Mm -hmm. And having become deeply acquainted with all of Palladium's products, this book somehow takes the best of both worlds and makes a product far superior than either company, I think, could produce. Yeah, it is. It is greater than the sum of its parts by a long shot. And like its scope is amazing, too. If there's anything, any sci-fi IP you want mm -hmm. can be done with this. Any of them. Mm-hmm. The formatting, the layout, the headings, the indexes, the chapter, the tables of content, the character sheets, the mm -hmm. presentation of the OCCs and the races. It is a fantastic product. Yeah. Um, it, it has, un unlike what I was expecting after reading the, the firsts, this has a, a spirit to it. This has a feeling to yeah. it. And you would think, because it can do Cowboy Bebop, it can do Firefly, mm -hmm. it could do Doctor Who, it could do Star Wars, it, it, it could literally do anything that has to do with space. Mm -hmm. you, you would feel that it would be this, this ramshackle, put together, trying to please too many things kind of feel, but it's not. Like, this, this is cyberpunk, and Space Knights, and Frankenstein, and everything, and it's, it's so good and uh i just noticed for the first time I, I that the writer wasn't the same guy from the previous two books so it's the original concept is still listed as being ramon moore but somebody named buck shomo wrote this and buck brings to this a style of writing oh yeah which oh it's it's just a breath of fresh air mm-hmm there's a lot of people involved in this. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of additional writers listed. Yeah. Does anyone stand out beyond Kevin that we know? Uh, well, okay. Let's see. Uh, just a quick scan over. Um, Valent, Boisted, Cloyd. Yeah, the Kirsten. only name. I, I don't I know am. any of them. Right. Randy Post. That's the only name, and he's yeah. in the interior art. Yep. I don't know if I've given enough a description of what this game is. This is a space bounty hunting game. And <laughs> yes. I, I, I still never, to this day, I don't quite understand our species' obsession with the glorification of bounty hunters. Like, people love Boba Fett more than any other character from Star Wars because he's the sweet it's, bounty hunter. It's, it's the missile backpack and the fly. We, we have a TV show that was dedicated to one of the most white trash of human beings ever. <laughs> But you know what, Doc the Bounty Hunter got a free ride everywhere he went. It's yeah. Cowboy Bebop is there. We bounty hunting for some reason is considered like a sweet, cool thing for people to do. It's the most dangerous game. Well, guess what? Now we've got the best role-playing game possible for you to do mm -hmm. that. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm as we're talking, I'm thinking about the other things this can do in its head. Mm -hmm. If you're a fan of John Ringo, this could do the Pauline Wars. Um, if you are a fan of uh, what is it with Rutger Hauer and the and the Sim Humans, they Blade just Runner remade it. Blade Runner. This would do Blade Runner so well. They're yeah. simulated humans. Yep. There is so much that can be done here. Yeah, it's 
you could do the alien. Well, not so much with the aliens, because honestly, most of the aliens in this are well thought out. But you These, could you the corporation sending explorers and miners out into yeah. space definitely fits in here. All you need is to write yourself up a monster and you have alien. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it, it is about corporations in space, evil corporations in space. Yeah. Well, okay, here's what you get from this book. First off, you get a whole bunch of details about how to make this work in the Rifts universe. Yes. And I'll be I'll be straight with you. If I were to run this, I just wouldn't use the Rifts. I don't think it needs them. I think the Rifts no, are cool. But, but, but I would love to see this fight against the Mechanoids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the setting itself is rich enough that I don't think it needs the Rifts. No. Yeah, yeah. You you have 50 years of pop culture sci-fi that that is your universe. Mm-hmm. So you have all these robots, you have the war robots, you have the battle robots, you have the defender robots, you have the scavenger robots, you have the human looking robots, you have the the one that looks like it's pooping and you have the predator robot, everything, you got everything you need here. Then you've got races. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen races here. Mm -hmm. They run from A to U uh, in their alphabetizing. (laughs) They are quite interesting you have one mm-hmm. of the best single page presentation of all of the races and their modifiers that i've ever would that seen. be page 26 page 26 yeah. is wonderful I'm, I'm looking at it right now every anyone <laughs> who has ever written a game or or brought a game up to a new edition we i want you to look at page 26 mm-hmm. of manhunter palladium's manhunter book zero it tells you everything that you need to know about each of the races all of their stats and all of their bonuses yeah. doesn't tell you any of the history. If you want that, read forward. But all the numbers you need are right there, presented 100% in a consumable, understandable way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Yep. You have a whole bunch of OCCs, occupational character classes that follow. Mm-hmm. And the text of each OCC, including its skills, each one could fit on a single page. Yeah. Can I say briefly that I have had long, long discussions about how important swordsmanship is in space? And it's the first fucking class. Oh, it's so important. Okay, so it's hard to move mass, right? It's yeah. hard to move mass. It's expensive to move mass. And you don't want some fucking space marine poking holes in it and letting out all the breathable. Mm-hmm. So... In boarding actions, in places with small corridors, it is so important to have a guy with a sharpened stick. Yeah. If you also agree with this, dear listener, I recommend that you check out a book called Artifact Space by Miles Cameron. The main character of it is like an ensign on a gigantic space cruiser, and she's a swordsman. And they go through sword drills, and they talk Mm -hmm. about the same theme, how it's all about... You have to be able to repel uh, attackers. People aren't going to board your ship unless they want to take it. Mm -hmm. And if they want to take it, they want to take it intact. And if they do so, they're bringing swords. Okay, let's have that one more time because that sounds way up my bailiwick (laughs) and I'm going to read it tonight. So that was... Artifact Space by Miles Cameron. It is a fantastic read. It is in some ways Horatio Hornblower in space with a female protagonist. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I love Honor Harrington, which yep. is uh, very similar. The, the, yeah. 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 It's a little bit more edgy in that there's, you know, delves into social politics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So if that doesn't bother you, check it out. Not even a little. Yeah. 100% <laughs> big, 
fantastic book. And the first character class here is the Bloodletter, and they are mm. a swordsman in space. Yes. Yeah. It's so important. <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> then you've got the cannibal who are like convict mercs. All of these mm -hmm. character classes have fascinating names. Bloodletter, cannibal, charlatan. The charlatan. I, I love this. Mm. Um, like, just, 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 just a scam artist. Mm-hmm. I like that, like, the most dedicated badass of the badasses are called choir boys. Yeah. <laughs> Drive jocks, floaters, integrity guard, yeah, boy, justice ranger, martial dragon, and where's my favorite one? Where's my favorite one? The nuke. Yeah. I love that picture so much. <laughs> she just looks like, ah, uh, yes, explosion. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, I love this class. I love this book. Sorry, I just had a moment. This is a great game. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really good. So we should go over more parts of the book. Okay. We got character classes, which of which we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18 mm. goddamn character classes. How many pages are these character classes taking up? Page I'm, I'm, I'm in doubles. Z is... Yep. Page six fifty-eight. Yeah. So thirty-three pages 59. of, of yeah. thirty-three pages dedicated to that many character classes. And then the experience. Yeah. You've got new skills and you've got a massive dump on the universe. Yeah. Mostly the rest of it. You have history. You have factions. You have each of the races with multiple pages dedicated to things such as their technology, their variation within the races of different strains that you might encounter, the way that they live, their social structure, their conditions on their home world, organizations that are important to the species, and my favorite part, always, how they feel about each other. Yeah. Palladium is so good about that, too. They, yes pages of this it's just dense but presented in an interesting way yeah yeah you have a galactic map multiple galactic maps mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, i mean there's cat people booty if if you're uh if you're bent that way there's all kinds of fun stuff here yes if, if you want cat lady butt there's cat lady butt in fact you go back to that first edition book there's a naked cat lady butt on there it's great mm -hmm. Yep. Because that was 1987 and you could do that. <laughs> Planetary descriptions complete yeah. with very, very short but concise details on why you might want to go there and the adventures that you might find. Government organizations and the people that you might encounter, their structure, their legal systems. Yeah. <laughs> I so like how wonderful. the maps are all oriented towards the galactic center because you need a zero point. Mm -hmm. And so many maps don't. Yeah. And then we, we get a deep dive into the Blood Hood or the Bloody Brotherhood, which has an interesting background, a crossover mm -hmm. between two alien species starting this organization. Yeah. And because we can't call it Bushido, we'll call it Raishido, which is the hunter's code. It is, uh, yep, yep. And then, of course, you have wizards, space wizards. Mm -hmm. Always, you need space wizards. In space! Yep. Space assassins. I uh, really like the space bard looking guy. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. The foppish fellow with yeah. the the cane. The huge. Yeah. I, less yeah. of a bard and more of a pimp. Space pimp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, secret societies, strange aliens, cyber Mr. Robinson. This. Oh, oh, and then after all of that, after the factions, after the companies, after the corporations. Mm-hmm. We get into that stuff that you would always expect from a Palladium game, starting on page 142, gear listings, complete with an illustration of each and every item, mm-hmm. and they have more detail than you would expect from yeah. common Palladium products. Also, more variation. Mm-hmm. I, I think e- each one has a feel to it that is far superior to what we're used to, which is basically uh, Wilkes or Coalition. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's really designed one or the other or weird space bulbous. Yeah. These have these have this feel of designed for hands that are decidedly unhuman. Mm-hmm. That for shoulders that articulate differently. There also is a space M16 because there is always a space M16. I don't know why. But because where humans will go, they will have the M16. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It's it's really good. I love the variety. I love the short detail. I love that mm-hmm. each one has a picture. Each one has a picture. So important. And they manage again to convent uh, condense a lot of detail into a small amount of space. They don't waste time and space repeating things that you already know. Mm-hmm. Now, the down part, I would say. Are the pictures of the armor. The mutt-powered battle armor. It's pretty cool, I guess. But the Vash, yeah. the Vash is really doofy looking. And it they all look like sewage workers. And page 161 has that guy again that just he really looks like he needs to poo while he's aiming. He looks like it's, bad CGI from Babylon 5. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And thankfully, we don't get any more armor pictures for a bit because I imagine they would all have been pretty bad. However, spacecraft and armament, you get lots of cool stuff here. Spaceship design rules Mm -hmm. that are functional and rather cool. And it's all of this is stuff that you're like, why wasn't Phase World formatted this way? (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, I don't. I don't blame uh, Kevin for wanting to to bring this into it because this is good. This mm-hmm. is really good, and I'm yeah. I'm kind of sad that nothing else happened here. I I would have loved to have seen a line of supplements for this. You know, on the very last page, or maybe the second to last page, or the third. To, what what page is it? There we go. Page. Uh, uh, see, I guess. Well, we've entered into the appendices, so they're weirdly, but really close to the back is coming for you this spring, the Dirty 30. Yeah. It looks as if it would have been a source book for this, but I Mm -hmm. guess it never happened. It's, you know, it's it's coming next year, but (laughs) I I would have liked to have seen more in this universe, too. I understand why you didn't, because you don't always want to, like, seed, you don't want to feed too much of an IP that that might do better than yours, Mm -hmm. you know? I, I get that. But that's a shame because this is this is good and and honestly, before they they ported it into Palladium, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. had some interesting. It had some interesting ideas, but I I wouldn't have given it more than a glance. And if it was more than five dollars in the store, I wouldn't have bought it. I just wouldn't have. 
it was something I had never heard of before. And uh, especially in the original game, I'd never yeah. heard of that at all. I had to, I had to, I had to order it from Noble Knight Games. I, I found copies of it there or on, uh, what do you call it? Uh, eBay. Yeah. Yeah. That said, once it was ported into Palladium and made with Palladium's rules, it is this slick, beautiful, and able to do literally anything that has to do with space yeah. game. Like it's it's literally endless. You you could put any idea you have into this world. Yeah, I was taken by the racial descriptions. I I read deep into the history and read about all of the racial interactions and their thoughts on each other and the relationships and their societies. It's like, man, I could, I could take this right now and I could run a I could run an extended campaign in this just on the little seeds of ideas that are present throughout this book. You know, I was actually uh, looking to see if there was anything else, but no, there, 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 there's just, that's just it. I don't see any now comings. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's a shame. Yep, that's I, a shame. I, I think, but I mean, you know, some, here's the thing though. Like they, they had already done phase world and that, that is, that is their space. You know, that that's riff space. So I get this. I have this feeling like they were talking to them way back in the day and they're like, and he even said it like, these are some little guys. Cause we have to remember that this was, this was peak riffs. Riffs was right behind wizards of the coast at this point, you know, like they were big. So I, I can see why they're like, this is we're, we're going to go with our game. You know, here, here's your hand up now go on and do great things. Yeah. I, I really wish that Myrmidon had kept at it. Yeah. Or that maybe there had been better uh, advertising of it because I was into Rifts at Peak Rifts and I mm -hmm. never heard of this thing. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know it existed until the last few years. And it, that's a shame. This book, yeah. this, this deserved more. I like, here, here's a thought. I, I would say with the exception of Doctor Who, which you could bring into this, but you'd have to do a little more writing. Think of a space property you couldn't play here that that's that's popularized. I can't. I can't either. This covers everything. Yeah. It, but it does so in a way that doesn't feel forced. Exactly. It doesn't feel like somebody's just checking things off a list. It mm -hmm. feels like they were able to incorporate things with their own bolts of inspiration of tying all of it together. Yeah, I, I can spot. I can spot, because I do this, I, I am merciless with my own work. I can spot filing off the serial numbers and moving it across state lines and calling it your own from miles mm -hmm. away. And while this borrows, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't yeah. feel like they're just stealing and saying, no, 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 we're doing this. Yeah. Like a games workshop. <laughs> yeah. Hammering that point in, there, there's an insectoid race in it. Mm -hmm. But they're not your rank and file what you would expect from an insectoid yeah. race. They are frequently referred to as bastions of neutrality, where yeah. in most other games, they are the the invasive swarm, conquer, conquer, conquer. And this, they're yeah. like, oh, all these people. Cool. We're just going to exist over here and do our thing. But um, yeah, th this is yeah. primate stuff. We're going to be yeah. over here doing bug stuff. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> or, or just a little note. And uh, I think it is 
it was either that race or no, it was the reptile race talking uh-huh. about their relationships with other people. And there was just this little note out of a, a sentence or two in the description of the relations with humans and whatnot. And I appreciated it because the way it was worded was talking about how it's like, oh, how the opposite is true. How while all of these fleshy species typically think of the reptilian as fearsome, they think of the fleshy as fearsome kind of thing. So, you know, they 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 kind of had this mirror of each other's cultures. But yeah, it was it was really it was a nice touch. I wish I, I had better better words to speak more highly yeah. of this game. And I wish I didn't have to speak with regret on the fact that nothing nothing else has ever happened to it. Yeah. Now, to the point of, do you want this? Yeah, this is one you want on your shelf if, if you can find it. Yeah. Do, do you know if Palladium still, if this is still canon? This isn't something they lost a license to, right? It this was, isn't this wasn't published by Palladium. So okay, so this Myrmidon, one hundred percent Myrmidon. Kevin added some stuff, but Myrmidon mm. published it, and Myrmidon is no longer. They're no longer. Okay, yeah. So I suppose, like, is this on drive through? I'm not certain. I have a physical copy. Me. Uh, you know what? That's a good Me question. Too. Let's do. do let's do, do. <laughs> I'm doing the same. Manhunter bounty sadly, hunters in the Clements Center. No, yeah, sadly it is not. The the only Rifts Manhunter that is on there is the Rifts Coalition Manhunters source book. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know where you'd get it. Are you eBay, I guess. I guess so. It's it's a fantastic book. The the character classes are strangely balanced, not in a D&D level, uh, but more so than you would expect from a Palladium property. The equipment, oh, yes. none of it is egregiously powerful. The creatures are not heinous. Everything, you, you look at this and you're like, man, these are people that really understood the Palladium mm-hmm. rules when they Agreed. were making a, a licensed game using its system. Agreed. I, I can't praise this enough. This is no. This is this is a fantastic <laughs> book, folks. Yeah, it's got fantastic art. It's got a fantastic presentation. You know, I was funny. I was talking about it earlier when I was giving it a reread. I was talking mm-hmm. about it in our Discord server, and Father Morpheus is like, "It doesn't feel Palladium enough." And it's like, "Why?" It's like because it's too organized. <laughs> 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 yes, you're right. <laughs> you know, we're, we're 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 getting closer with the Palladium people, and we want to say after every time we say that, it's like you know, ribbing an old friend. <laughs> please don't be mad at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> please do not we, get we mad at you. us. This is all love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Believe us, we have thousands of dollars of your product. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, thousands. You think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Only? you could buy a small house, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I could. I it's could probably own my it. own house if I hadn't spent all that money on rifts. <laughs> uh, so this might be hard for you to get, but if you can get your dirty little hands on a copy, mm-hmm. I highly recommend doing it. I, I second that. Yeah. I wonder what it would take. I wonder who owns the rights. Like at the, at the, at the end of the day, someone has it. Whoever uh, it's, you know, whatever happened to it. 
that would almost be worth finding out and being like, Hey, I, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's bring this to the modern age, put it back out yeah. there. So dear listener, if you happen to have the ear of whoever owns this property, let us know or let them know that folks are interested in it. Yeah. Uh, it, it deserves more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, uh, like some of the games that can be played in it, some of the IPs that can be played in it, it didn't get a fair shake. I, I, I feel like it slipped in under my radar. I'm discovering it decades after it happened. And it's so sad that I'm so taken with something that is so far gone. You know, it's funny you say that because the same feeling I have was something that you had mentioned earlier. We mm. only discovered it when it was over, and that was Firefly. Yeah. Firefly was something I never even heard of until it was over. Yeah. 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 I mean, Josh Whedon aside, great story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good stuff. Well, folks, we can't keep just saying how good this book is. But it's over real good. good. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> we're, we're just padding this out. <laughs> this is, go get the book if you can. And uh, then join us on our Discord and tell us what you think about it. And if you already yeah. own it. Give it a reread. You might be due for one. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, listeners, we have a quick message on behalf of a good friend of our show. If you've listened before to us or really any of uh, the Breakfast Hubby's previous recordings, you might be familiar with the Turtle Power Pod, good friends of ours. Uh, one of our uh, friends from that show and uh, fellow podcasters cranny has come into some major medical problems that have reached a point that his livelihood is threatened and we're trying to do our best to keep him from being homeless yeah this can honestly happen to anyone right now um we all you may think that the glorious world of podcasting is all you know money and 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 power <laughs> it's 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 really not and, you know, through no fault of his own and, you know, no mistake, he's found himself in a very unenviable position. And we've decided to leverage whatever little bit of leverage we can, we can ask to see if anyone out there would, would like to help. We're going to, to put uh, a link to his, his Venmo and you can make a direct donation. And this is, this is just helping him pay his rent so that a medical thing that he had no control over will not completely ruin his life, which can sadly happen to anyone. We're all only one bad day away from a real big mess. So it is heavily apparent every day of my life, how closer we get to that. So anything that we can do to help him out, he's been a good friend of ours for quite some time. Just an all around great guy. Just an all around great guy. And we want to keep him on his feet. So if you can yeah. follow the links in the show notes and throw a few bucks his way to just kind of help him stay on his feet. Much yeah. appreciated. And we thank you for your time and support. Starships, magic, mystic martial arts, romance. All of these can be found in A Cloak of Blades by Isaac Sher. You might have heard my name before. I've done a lot of voiceover work for Breakfast Puppies. And I've recently released my first novel. It's available on Amazon as an ebook and paperback, and you can get it for free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. I do hope you'll support my work as you're supporting Breakfast Puppies. 
and it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Have a good one. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.